0: The hypothalamus and posterior pituitary gland. The hypothalamus is the region of the brain involved in coordinating the physiologic responses of different organs that together maintain homeostasis. It does this by integrating signals from the environment, other brain regions, and visceral afferents, and then stimulating the appropriate neuroendocrine responses. In doing so, the hypothalamus influences many aspects of daily function, including food intake, energy expenditure, body weight, fluid intake and balance, blood pressure, thirst, body temperature, and the sleep cycle. Most of these hypothalamic responses are mediated through hypothalamic control of pituitary function. This control is achieved by following two mechanisms. One, the release of hypothalamic neuropeptides synthesized in hypothalamic neurons and transported through the hypothalamohypophysiol tract to the posterior pituitary gland, and two, neuroendocrine control of the anterior pituitary through the release of peptides that mediate anterior pituitary hormone release. Functional anatomy. The hypothalamus is the part of the dicephalon located below the thalamus and between the lamina terminals and the mammillary bodies, forming the walls and the floor of the third ventricle. At the floor of the third ventricle, the two halves of the hypothalamus are rejoined to form a bridge-like region known as the median eminence. The median eminence is important because it is where axon terminals of hypothalamic neurons release neuropeptides involved in the control of anterior pituitary function. In addition, the median eminence is traversed by axons of the hypothalamic neurons ending in the posterior, posterior pituitary. The median eminence funnels down to form the infundibular portion of the neurohypophysis or posterior pituitary. The hypothalamus is anatomically and functionally linked with the anterior and posterior pituitary. They are closely related because of the portal system of blood supply. The superior middle and inferior hypophyseal arteries provide arterial blood supply to the median eminence and the pituitary. Antidiuretic hormone, ADH, also known as vasopressin and oxytocin, are synthesized in the magnocellular neurons as precursors, or pre-pro-hormones, post-translationally processed and released from the posterior pituitary into the blood. The axons of the the parvocellular neurons terminate in the median eminence where they release their neuropeptides. The long portal veins drain the median eminence, transporting the peptides from the primary capillary plexus to the secondary plexus that provides blood supply to the anterior pituitary. TRH, CRH, GNRH, GHRH, PVN, SON, ADH, ACTH, TSH, GH, and FSH, and LH. Are all produced from the anterior pituitary. In words, thyrotropin releasing hormone, corticotropin releasing hormone, gonadotropin releasing hormone, growth hormone releasing hormone, paraventricular nucleus, supraoptic nucleus, antidiuretic hormone, adrenocorticotropin thyroid stimulating hormone, growth hormone, and follicle stimulating hormone, and luteinizing hormone. Two general types of neurons constitute the endocrine hypothalamus, the magnocellular neurons with axons terminating in the posterior pituitary, and the parvocellular neurons with axons terminating in the median eminence. Hypo Physiotropic peptides released near the median eminence are transported down their infundibular stalk to the anterior pituitary, where they bind to specific cell membrane receptors in cells of the anterior pituitary, activating intracellular second messenger cascades that results in the release of anterior pituitary hormones into the systemic circulation. Peptides released from the anterior pituitary include adrenocorticotropin hormone, prolactin growth hormone, luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, and thyroid-stimulating hormone. And the axons of magnocellular neurons terminating in the posterior pituitary, such as oxytocin and ADH, are transported in the venous blood, draining the pituitary that enters the intercavernous sinus and the interjugular veins to reach the systemic circulation. Regulation of hormone release. Because the hypothalamus receives and integrates afferent signals from the multiple brain regions, it does not function in isolation from the rest of the central nervous system. Some of these afferent signals convey sensory information about the individual's environment such as light, heat, cold, and noise. Among the environmental factor, light plays an important role in generating circadian rhythm of hormone secretion. This endogenous rhythm is generated through the interaction between the retina, the hypothalamic nucleus, and the pineal gland through the release of melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone synthesized and secreted by the pineal gland at night that conveys, conveys information concerning the daily cycle of light and darkness to body physiology and participates in the organization of circadian rhythms. Other signals perceived by the hypothalamus are visceral afferents that provides information to the central nervous system from peripheral organs such as intestine, heart, liver, and stomach. The neuronal signals are transmitted by various neurotransmitters released from the afferent fibers including glutamate, norepinephrine, epinephrine, serotonin, acetylcholine, histamine, gamma, aminobutyric acid, and dopamine. In addition, circulating hormones produced by endocrine organs and substrates, such as glucose, can regulate hypothalamic neuronal function. Together, these neurotransmitters, substrates and hormones influence hypothalamic hormone release. Therefore, hypothalamic hormone releases under environmental, neural, and hormonal regulation. The ability of the hypothalamus to integrate these signals make it a center of command for regulating endocrine function and maintaining homeostasis. Hormones of the posterior pituitary. The neuropeptides produced by the magnocellular neurons are consequently released from the posterior pituitary, include oxytocin and ADH. Oxytocin and ADH are closely related peptides consisting of nine amino acids with ring structures. They are synthesized as large precursor molecules in magnocellular neurons and are packaged into neurosecretary vesicles. Within the neurosecretory vesicles, the precursor hormone undergoes additional post-translational processing during axonal transport, producing the biologically active peptides, ADH, and oxytocin, as well as small peptide products of hormone processing called neurophysins. Following neuronal depolarization, neuropeptides release enter the systemic circulation through venous drainage of posterior pituitary into the intercavernous sinus and IJ. In the systemic circulation, oxytocin and ADH circulate unbound. They are rapidly cleared from the circulation by the kidney and to a lesser extent by the liver and brain. Their half-life is short and estimated to range between 1 and 5 minutes. Oxytocin, and antidiuretic hormone, are synthesized in the endoplasmic reticulum of the hypothalamic magnocellular neurons as pre-prohormones. In the Golgi apparatus, they are packaged in secretory granules and transported down the hypothalmo-hypophyseal tract. During their transport, the precursor hormones are processed, yielding the final hormone and respective neurophysins. The contents of the neurosecretory vesicles are released by exocytosis from axon terminals in the posterior pituitary. Exocytosis is triggered by the influx of calcium through voltage-gated calcium channels that are opened during neuronal depolarization. The rise in calcium produces the docking of the secretory vesicles on the axon plasma membrane and the release of neuropeptides into the interstitial space. Oxytocin The neuropeptide oxytocin is released in response to sensory stimulation during breastfeeding, such as lactation and childbirth The two main target organs for oxytocin's physiologic effects are the lactating breasts and the uterus during pregnancy. The physiologic effects of oxytocin are achieved by binding to the cell membrane GQ protein-coupled oxytocin receptors expressed in the uterus, mammary, mammary glands, and brain. In the lactating breast, oxytocin stimulates milk ejection by producing contraction of the myoepithelial cells that line the alveoli and ducts in the mammary gland. In the pregnant uterus, oxytocin produces rhythmic contractions to help induce labor and to promote regression of the uterus following delivery. Oxytocin analogs are used clinically during labor and delivery to promote uterine contractions and during postpartum period to help decrease bleeding and return the uterus to normal size. Called uterine involution. The physiologic effects of oxytocin is the pregnant in the pregnant uterus are augmented by dramatic increase in sensitivity to the hormone during the onset of labor, due to an increased density or upregulation of oxytocin receptors in the uterine muscle, increased gap junction formation between smooth muscle cells, and by increased synthesis of prostaglandins. The principal stimulus for oxytocin release is mechanical stimulation of the uterine cervix by the fetus near the end of gestation and by the forceful contractions of the uterus during the fetal expulsion reflex. In addition, oxytocin, is released. oxytocin release is also triggered by stimulation of tactile receptors in the nipples of the lactating breast during suckling. The role of oxytocin in males is not clear, although recent studies have suggested that it may particulate, or participate in ejaculation. Antidiuretic hormone, also known as vasopressin, is the other neuropeptide produced by the magnocellular neurons in the hypothalamus and released from the posterior pituitary. The principal effect of ADH is to increase water reabsorption by enhancing permeability to water in the distal convoluted tubules in the medullary collecting ducts in the kidney. The result is the production of smaller volumes of concentrated urine. In addition, ADH increases vascular resistance. This function of ADH may be important during periods of severe lack of responsiveness to other vasoconstrictors, constrictors, as may occur during severe bleeding loss, such as hemorrhagic shock, or systemic infections, such as sepsis. The cellular effects of ADH are mediated by binding to G-protein coupled membrane receptors. Three ADH receptors have been characterized thus far, which differ in terms of where they are expressed as well as in the specific G-proteins to which they are coupled and thus the second messenger systems that they activate. The main effects of ADH are mediated through V2 receptors. The main target site of ADH is in the collecting duct in the kidney. Water permeability of the collecting duct can be dramatically increased within a few minutes through the production of cyclic adenosine monophosphate, or CaMP, following ADH binding to V2 receptors in the basolateral membrane of the principal cells in the collecting duct. The principal function of ADH is to increase water reabsorption and to conserve water. ADH binds to V2G protein-coupled receptors in the principal cells of the distal tubule. This triggers the activation of adenylate cyclase and the formation of C, A, and P, leading to activation of protein kinase A. Protein kinase A phosphorylates the water channel aquaporin-2, leading to the insertion of AQP2 or aquaporin-2 into the luminal cell membrane. The insertion of water channels into the membrane increases the permeability of water. Watery absorption through these water channels leaves the cell through aquaporins 3 and 4, which are constitutively expressed in the beta-lateral membrane of the principal cells. The increases in C, A, and P activates protein kinase A, and subsequently the phosphorylation of aquaporin 2, leading to its movement from cytoplasmic pools and its insertion in the luminal or apical epithelial cell membrane of the collecting ducts. The result is an increase in the number of functional water channels in the luminal membrane, making it more permeable to water. ADH also binds to the V1 receptor found in the vascular smooth muscle, producing contraction and increasing peripheral vascular resistance. The hormone is known as vasopressin because of the vasoconstrictor effects. ADH is released into the circulation following either an increase in plasma osmolarity or a decrease in blood volume. Under physiologic conditions, the most important stimulus for ADH release is the effective plasma osmolarity detected by special osmoreceptor neurons located in the hypothalamus and in three structures associated with the lamina terminalis, the subfornical organ and the medium preoptic nucleus, and the organum Vasculosum lamina terminalis. The sensitivity of this system is quite high. That is, very small changes in plasma osmolarity, as little as 1% above the osmotic threshold of 280 to 284 milliosmoles per kilogram water, produce significant increases in ADH release. Release of ADH is stimulated by increase in plasma osmolarity and decrease in blood volume. Small changes in osmolarity above a threshold of 280 to 284 milliosmos per kilogram produce an increase in ADH release before the stimulation of thirst. A decrease in blood volume sensitizes the system and increases the responsiveness to small changes in plasma osmolarity. Blood loss and decrease in mean arterial pressure greater than 10% signal the hypothalamus to increase the release of ADH. The afferent signals are transmitted by the 9th and 10th cranial nerves. These signals increase sympathetic tone, therefore decreasing magnocellular neuron inhibition and stimulating ADH release. ADH secretion is also stimulated by a decrease in blood pressure greater than 10%. Factors that reduce cardiac output, such as decrease in blood volume greater than 8%, orthostatic hypotension, and positive pressure breathing are all stimuli for ADH release. ADH secretion is far more sensitive to small changes in plasma osmolarity than to changes in blood volume. The volume-induced sensitization of ADH results in more ex- accentuated ADH response to changes in plasma osmolarity. ADH is barely detectable below a certain plasma osmolarity, 287 mOsm kg threshold. Above this threshold, the plasma AVP concentration rises steeply in direct proportion to plasma osmolarity. Disorders of ADH production. Either excess or deficiency of ADH can result in clinical disease. The concentrations of ADH may be altered in various chronic pathophysiologic conditions, including congestive heart failure, liver cirrhosis, and nephrotic syndrome. A decrease in ADH release or action results in diabetes insipidus, a clinical syndrome in which the ability to form concentrated urine is reduced. Diabetes insipidus, Is characterized by the excretion of abnormally large volumes, up to 30 milliliters per kilogram of body weight per day day for subject adults, of dilute or less than 250 milliosmoles per kilogram urine and excessive thirst. Three basic defects have been identified in the etiology. Decreased ADH release. Neurogenic, central, or hypothalamic diabetes insipidus is due to a decrease in ADH release from the posterior pituitary, resulting from diseases affecting the hypothalamic neurohypophysial axis. Three causes can be identified, traumatic, inflammatory, or infectious, and cancer-related. Decreased renal responsiveness to ADH. Renal, or nephrogenic diabetes insipidus, results from renal insensitivity to the antidiuretic effect of ADH. ADH production and release are not effective, but responsiveness at the distal tubule is impaired. Nephrogenic diabetes insipidus can be inherited or acquired and is characteristic by inability to concentrate urine despite normal or elevated plasma concentrations of ADH. Acquired nephrogenic diabetes insipidus can result from lithium treatment, hypokalemia, and post polyuria. Excessive water intake. Finally, the third possible cause of diabetes insipidus is excessive water intake. This cause does not involve dysfunction of the ADH system. Syndrome of inappropriate ADH secretion, or SIADH, an increase or excess excessive release of ADH also known as SIADH, may be the result of a tumor production of ADH. The tumor can be located in the brain, but malignancies of other organs, such as the lung, have also been shown to produce high levels of ADH. The excessive production of ADH results in production of very small volumes of concentrated urine. Retention of water may lead to decreased plasma sodium or hyponatremia. Management of this condition entails fluid restriction and in some cases the use of saline solutions to restore adequate plasma sodium levels.